hey, hello. Um, welcome to another Grapple Pie. Um, thank you for listening. My name's Daniel Swan. Um, eagle-eared uh, listeners, regular listeners, um, if there are any, I'm not sure, um, will notice that the theme tune has changed. Um, thankfully, that the old one has been gotten rid of because it's just, it was too bad. Like, it, it's kind of, I wanted it to be like, oh, it's quite kind of fun that it's so bad because it's clear that I've just made it and I don't have any musical talent, but it, was, it went beyond that to just it was just bad again um so this is just a, a kind of standard one from the apple you know from iMovie or whatever um and it works all right it works all right so we'll keep that for the time being um so yeah another raw last night of course as it always is on a monday night um watched it liked it uh, we're gonna go through it. i'm gonna try and barrel through the actual events a little bit quicker this week so i kind of feel like every week it's i'm spending too much time talking about that and not enough time on the what I feel about I, I don't know we'll, we'll, I'm going to try and do it quicker um, so yeah so this is another raw of Shane McMahon's uh, new era of WWE Every, you know all, it's brand new everything that you used to hate about WWE is gone and everything you love about WWE is here it's all changed it's all different so how does raw start with a couple of McMahons coming out and talking bollocks for a bit um, it was fairly pointless basically it was Shane and Stephanie basically setting up that on Sunday Vince is going to decide at payback, which is this Sunday, which is kind of crept up. Um, Vince is going to decide once and for all. In like, I think there should be a moratorium on anybody in professional wrestling saying once and for all or forever or making any kind of statement that implies any kind of lasting impact because we know it's it's like in a comic book, like a character dying, like oh they're dead. You're like yeah, but they're going to be back soon, aren't they? There's, it's not. It's not. Forever, in any way, shape, or form. It's absolutely not forever. And it's the same with wrestling. Um, so, yeah, somebody will be running Raw or running the WWE on Sunday um, for the foreseeable, I suppose, until they can come up with something else. Although there have been rumors of like a brand split. Because obviously Shane's always been talking, banging on about Raw. So maybe he's going to say, well, Raw is going to be Shane and SmackDown is going to be Stephanie. Um, could be. Who knows? Who knows? Um, and it w- I think that would be good because it makes SmackDown more interesting, I think. Because I like it's difficult to work up the enthusiasm to smash through SmackDown because it, it definitely feels like a B show. Whereas if you make more of that, then it kind of raises it to like, we've just got two shows. I don't know. Um, yeah, so they came out and they did the thing and then Shane um, ejected Stephanie and brought security out to help escort her out which was ridiculous because the security guards that he brought out were like four foot tall like shorter than her like let's can we not find some burly guys in the back like this is a fucking wrestling show surely there should be burly guys all over the place just dripping off the walls um but yeah then that happened then the first match uh was aj styles versus sheamus um it's sheamus had this kind of his entrance had changed he's kind of bathed in white light and obviously he's very pale so he just kind of it was like illuminated, like emanating light. It looked, looked like Jesus or something, which is a very cool entrance. It's kind of like Baron Corbin's entrance, although his entrance changed as a result of it. But we'll get onto that later. Um, and he came out and he had a, a solid singles match with AJ Styles, which is good. This is going to be a recurring theme throughout this Raw because every member of the League of Nations was in action. Spoiler alert, they all lost. Um, but every match was pretty good, pretty entertaining. Uh, and they all got a decent amount of offense in, um, it, which and it seems weird to say 
bearing in mind that they all lost, but it kind of felt like they were starting to maybe be taken a little bit more seriously. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so they came out, they had a good match. Um, and Seamus has stopped platting his beard as well, which I'm very pleased with. Stopped with the fucking Samuel Jackson, Jackie Brown beard thing, which is just fucking stupid. He's still got the mohawk, but I guess it's, you know, one thing at a time. Um, so yeah, hopefully been taken a little bit more seriously. And it looked good. Seamus looked strong. Um, they, it was a good back and forth. It was a decent length match. Um, and then AJ Styles went over with his forearm. Now, I think I've said this before, but it bears repeating. AJ Styles' kind of flying forearm thing is absolutely a thing of beauty. He he performs it perfectly. Really looks like he's winding back and hammering in. Um, it looks amazing. I could watch him do it all day. But it's not a finishing move. It annoys me when he uses it as a finishing move. Like, absolutely, that's his setup move. Like, bang, he hits that, and then it's the Styles Clash or whatever. I imagine they're not wanting to do the Styles Clash because it's potentially very dangerous. But some other kind of finishing move to... It, it just... I don't know. It's, it's not a finishing move. It annoys me when he uses it as a finisher. But let's move on. So then he wins, and then Anderson and Gallows come out. Obviously, this is going to be the week that they make their in-ring debut. Um, for WWE and their clap, and they've got these weird, like, white, like, it kind of look like white versions of what the Miz wears, which is not a great thing when it's like these guys are supposed to be badass. And they're like white and they, they're sleeveless and they've got hoods and they're like floor length almost. It, it just looked a bit strange um, to me. But they came out clapping, kind of forwarding the story of like, oh, is AJ Styles with them? Are they, you know, are they going to beat up Roman Reigns? What's going to happen? Boo, 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 boo. Um, which is good. Forward that. That's an interesting story. That that brings a lot of questions into their match at Payback um, that aren't uh, quickly answered or aren't obviously answered at least. Um, then we see backstage, we see Roman Reigns there. He's talking to the Usos. Um and they're like, oh, we're going to watch your back and blah, 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 blah. And it's just boring. It's just boring. Everybody hates Roman, of course. Everybody's booing him. And it's because of stuff like this. He's just, like, he can't be the face of the company and just have the, the, the black hole of charisma that you have. Like, the wrestling isn't even the problem. He's, you know, he's not great at wrestling, but you don't need to be great. I mean, fucking Hulk Hogan's dog shit at wrestling. He was the biggest draw for, you know, 10 years or whatever. Um... It's about the charisma, man. He's got none of it. Absolutely none of it. You can barely hear him talking. It's like you're backstage, man. The microphone's four foot away from your face. Anyway, so that happens. Um, then the New Day comes out. Interestingly enough, with... Um, uh, what was this going to be? Yeah, interestingly enough, with um, Xavier Woods, comes out with an Up, Up, Down, Down t-shirt, um, which is his, for the for the uninitiated is his... Uh, YouTube um, video game series where he plays video games with other WWE superstars and um, they talk about it and it's all very um, kayfabe breaking which is good like I'm all for breaking kayfabe outside of the ring I think that it's the one thing when everyone's like you know fucking wrestling's fake or oh, it's bullshit man like the, own, the the last kind of bastion of because I think it's it's got a lot better in terms of admitting that yeah we're putting on a show here the last kind of the last hurdle is like when wrestlers go on like talk shows or whatever and they're still in character or they do publicity for shows and they're still in character and you see them outside of the kind of wrestling ring or a wrestling arena and they're still in character you just think fucking come on man like let's get over it um but that's interesting because that's wwe on tv 
in some way advertising something in which wrestlers are breaking kayfabe and they're just themselves. Um, so I thought it was, I thought it was a bit strange. So yeah, um, New Day come out doing their shtick, talking about the um, number one contenders match that's going to be happening at Payback between the Vaud Villains and Enzo and Cass. Who should come out but the Vaud Villains, which is good, giving them some promo time because um, I am uh, not the most diligent NXT watcher, so I didn't really know that much about them other than their um, gimmick, which I love. I love the gimmick. Um, but when they came out last week, it was everyone was like, who the fuck are these guys? What, why, are we, why are we supposed to be cheering for them? Um, and so giving them a bit of promo time was good, especially as they used it well um pretty direct they got their characters over that they uh, throw you know keeping the spirit of an older time alive um and they tied it in very very nicely where um uh, the new day said that when they retain the tag team titles they're going to party like it's 1999 obviously a reference to prince rest in peace blah 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 um and then the board villains come out and say no we're going to win it and we're going to party like it's 1899 which i laughed out loud for because that's uh that's very funny that's very very funny um and then simon gotch described enzo and cass's mange ridden mongrels which is always good as well. That's a lovely, uh, that's a lovely phrase to, to be diving in with. And then, of course, Enzo and Cass come out. Everybody's cheering along. Everybody's chanting along with their kind of catchphrases. Uh, their, their litany of catchphrases. And they say that they're going to win. I mean, it was basically a promo setting up the match on Sunday. But it also had the nice line from Enzo, who, who does have some, some fun lines. He says, I can't even remember what fucking context it was, but he managed to get it in at some point, that his uh, his biggest dream is to run down a beach into his own arms, which uh, which I thought was very funny. Um, but yeah, I, and just seeing these three teams in, in the ring, like entertaining, kind of comedy-ish, but like... You know, still good in the ring. I was like, "Yeah, this is this is good." This, you know, there, were, there was a time not too long ago that the tag team division was kind of in the shit, um, and yet this comes along, and you're like, you know, maybe yeah, bringing these guys in from uh, NXT, it's uh, yeah, hopefully a little bit of a revival. Fingers crossed, um, and then the revival could come up as well. That'd be nice. Um, then we have uh, the match at Usos versus Anderson and Gallows. Um, so it's our first look at Anderson and Gallows. My first look at Anderson and Gallows, full stop, because I don't watch Japanese wrestling, so I, I've never seen them actually wrestle. Um, their ring gear was interesting. I mean, Carl Anderson was just wearing trunks and, you know, fairly normal. Um, but then Gallows was wearing like a... It was like he was dressed like Diesel, but instead of leather trousers, he was wearing leather shorts. And I don't think leather shorts is ever really a good idea, ever ever a good option. You think, well, I'm thinking leather for the bottom half. Do we go shorts or full trousers, full pants? Y- you never go with shorts, surely. I mean, who's whoever looks good wearing leather shorts? Certainly not Luke Gallows. Um, so yeah, that was a bit of <laughs> that was a bit of a question mark. And I didn't really, yeah, I didn't really kind of get on board with it with the match they they i mean they were working over um one of the usos shoulders that was injured last week or, or that, that they injured the week before last actually which is fair enough which is nice um but it was all just very kind of punch kicky there wasn't a lot of interesting offense going along um but the crowd were a lot more into Anderson and Gallows and they were the Usos I think they even booed the Usos at one point um, which I don't necessarily blame on the Usos I think it's more their kind of association with the Roman Reigns um, 
Because everyone hates Roman, uh, of course. There was a bit with a weird kind of psychology where they were beating down one of the Usos, Uso A, let's say, um, and he kind of fought back a little bit and then he went to whip Carl Anderson across the ring and then he kind of went for a tag as if Carl Anderson was like dragging him away. I was like, why didn't... It just seemed really weird and stupid of him to like, if you're beating the other guy down, don't try and whip him across the ring, just go for the tag but anyway um yeah they they um the crowd definitely booed the hot tag um to the usos which was not not a good thing there was a, another thing that i don't know it didn't annoy me necessarily but uh carl anderson um at one point was dropping some knees on uh with uso a's uh injured shoulder uh, and he kind of pulled down his knee pad to deliver some more knee drops and then kept the knee pad down which i always think is a bad idea like You've got to have some very thick, impressive legs for your legs not to look weedy without wearing knee pads. There's, I don't know what it is. There's something about a, le- a wrestling leg without a knee pad that just looks weird and kind of chicken leggy. Um, and it did so for Carl Anderson. It wasn't, wasn't the best look for him. I understand. I, I like the psycho. I mean, the psychology of it is obviously bollocks because taking down a knee pad isn't necessarily going to make it hurt that much more, but it's, it's one of those kind of wrestling things. It's like, all right, so he's pulling that down and it's, you know, to, to do more damage. He's vicious. He's a fucking vicious guy. Um, and then, yeah, so Uso's got the hot tag, blah, 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 cleaned house, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then Anderson and Gallows took over and, and hit some kind of finishing move and, uh, and got the win. Um, it was a surprisingly kind of back and forthy kind of match the use i mean it was a fairly standard match in that the face team were in control at the beginning then they got beaten down and then they got a hot tag at the end and even though anderson and gallows got the victory it it was you know it was a fairly competitive match um but then after the commentators would like selling it or kind of putting Anderson and Gallows over like, oh my God, this is the destruction of the Usos and these these guys might be the best tag team in the world right now. You're like, really? Like, can you just stick to what's actually happening and not just kind of tell us what the story is? Like, just show us how good they are as opposed to telling us how good they are. Maybe we should start with that and then and then we can move on. And then, you know, when you're telling us this, we're like, well, yeah, that marries up with what I've just seen. So I just thought that was a bit weird. They went a bit over the top. Um, with the commentary um, and then they beat down um, the Usos after the match uh, and then Roman Reigns came out made the save everybody hates Roman um, then there's a little interview backstage with AJ and Gallows and Anderson where they're kind of you know continuing their little story um, and they said a couple of things well one of them they said this friendship is forever which I don't know whether that's t- whether that's too blatant uh, like positive thing to make it seem like it's a like that that's going to be a swerve coming up that they're going to turn on him on Sunday which could be a thing because obviously um Finn Balor lost the uh, NXT title um over the excuse me over the weekend to Samoa Joe which obviously frees him to come in for the Bullet Club angle so it might be that all three of them turn on AJ Styles costing the WWE title which very much could happen um very well could happen rather um, so yeah but just saying this friendship is forever I don't know whether that's it just it seems like a red flag doesn't it whether that is a red flag like oh they're going to turn on him or whether even it's so blatant that it's so that it's like a double bluff I don't know 
But I thought it was quite interesting, um, even though Gallo's kind of fluffed his lines a little bit. He's just not impressed. Everyone's kind of going on about him so much on, on the internet. Like, oh, Anderson and Gallo's fucking bullet club, spooge. But, um, yeah, not been massively impressed with what I've seen so far. Um, then we have a little, an interesting little video package uh, detailing uh, Sami Zayn and uh, Kevin Owens. Uh, in terms of their friendship, in terms of their, their turning on each other and their careers and whatnot. Um, the acting was all right in it. Um, Owen's better than Sami Zayn. But it had this like super like, oh my God, it's piano underneath. These guys are the best friends ever. Like super laying it on thick with the piano, which I thought was maybe a little bit too much. But good that they're trying to build that up as like, this is going to be a, you know, a big match. And hopefully, hopefully that's an amazing match um, on Sunday um, because they built it up ever since they, well, ever since they, um, the Royal Rumble, really. So this is like a four month build, which is unusual. Well, a five month build, really. Well, four month. Um, so yeah, hopefully they, they put on a great show um, and it's absolutely not the last um, match of their feud. Um then we have uh, Sami Zayn and uh, Rusev coming out. I fucking love Rusev and and Sami Zayn. I was really looking forward to this match because I'm like, this, these are two guys who, who do good matches. And obviously Rusev coming out without the League of Nations means Lana's back, um, dressed in some kind of PVC version of her usual kind of suit thing. Uh, I'm looking tremendous. Um, there were We Want Lana chants pretty early on in the match, which I always think is funny. Like, they, you know going towards the kind of PG thing of like, you know, women are wrestlers and they're, you know, there's no, you know, violence doesn't need to take place. But there's still a lot of Attitude Era kind of fans who really just want a lot of blood and some women to get their boobs out. Um, and they were they were singing loud that they wanted Lana. Um, and, you know, fair play to them. Uh, there's a lovely, I mean, this was a, a wonderful match. It was a moonsault off the barricade by Zayn. Um, Rusev did these amazing gut wrench suplexes that just looked beast like. Um, he did this super kick as well that just looked viciously painful because he's got such a big old leg. Um, but yeah, this was a great match, really nicely kind of told the nice story of obviously Rusev being dominant, Zayn being kind of little and scrappy and trying his hardest, and he got a roll up for the win, which is nice because it means he's kind of stolen it, he hasn't got it definitively. Um, I still don't think I've seen Sami Zayn hit a halluva kick um, in his time in the WWE so far, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I still don't think that that's something that's happened, maybe WWE are trying to um, keep that away because it's possibly a little bit dangerous, but who knows? Who knows? Um, and then after the match, um, Rusev was obviously very annoyed. Lana was very annoyed as well and threw her shoes at Sami Zayn, which was, I just thought was very funny. Um, hopefully that is, is something that continues. It, it just took, anytime I see something like that, it takes me right back to Austin Powers. I'm like, who throws a shoe? Um, but Lana throws a shoe. Um, and uh, they were kind of very high heels, so I imagine if they caught you in the wrong way, that would uh, that would really smart. Uh, and then Zayn going up the ramp, and he gets smashed up by uh, Kevin Owens, so it kind of furthers their story. So that was all very nice. Apollo Cruz uh, backstage with Stardust. Apollo Cruz talking about Dusty Rhodes, saying that he's you know really respects Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes really helped him out uh, and gave him the Apollo, uh, gave him the name Apollo again, kind of kayfabe breaking like. 
is that not your name, Apollo Cruz? You know, your parents gave you that name, right, Apollo Cruz? Um, which, yeah, again, kind of unusual for the WWE, but I kind of... No, actually, I don't like it. Like, stick to kayfabe when you're in the ring, even if it's like tongue-in-cheek kayfabe, stick to it, and then outside of the ring might do whatever you need to. But, um, yeah, so then they came out, and then that turned into a match. They had a match with each other, and it was fucking quick this match um like i quite like stardust i think he's i think he's a weird character but it's you know something different um he's definitely trying something different um but he got squashed i think i think quicker than he slater um i'm sure somebody has written down the timings of the matches um and is better at this kind of thing than i am but it felt very very quick whereas last week i was kind of quite pleased that he slater actually got some um offense in um but yeah, this was just very, very quick with his, you know, the usual kind of squashy, he's doing his moonsault and he's doing his kind of the finishing move, which actually looked pretty good this week. Um, but that was kind of a nothing thing. I'm not sure why they needed to have that. Ambrose and Jericho come out um, for an interview bit and they're talking. I, I like I like how lazy WWE are being with this because they can because Owens uh, Ambrose and Jericho are both good talkers they're both good workers so it's like well we don't really need that much of a story here um, between you just get out in the ring like um, everybody loves Ambrose everybody hates Jericho because he's such an effective heel just telling people to shut up it's it's such a simple thing that you think well why don't more heels do it um but he just he does it perfectly um and then there's a bit of a bit of a tussle but not before ambrose says that he uh he's sorry for jericho's bon jovi haircut which i thought was uh very very nice then we have another little match um uh, natalia comes out um and she's facing emma um who looks all right she looks all right into she looks better than you know old style um She's, she would be a good diva, but a, maybe a subpar woman, uh, I suppose, uh, if I can use that kind of nomenclature. Um, pretty early on in the match, there's a We Want Sasha chant, which I think is a shame for these um, these guys because, you know, obviously they're trying, they're doing their best. And it was, it was not a bad match. It was a very quick match, but it wasn't a bad match. Um, but then I do think with WWE, like, Sasha Banks is so over. Why does she not have a match? At payback, why are we not capitalising on that? That seems odd to allow her to potentially cool off. I don't know. Um, but yeah, this is a very quick match, kind of a bit of a squash. Um, just so, just to kind of, Charlotte came out to do um, a commentary um, with Rick. And it seemed weird. There was one bit where, because Rick was sitting in front of her and she kind of waved. And I think she's got some kind of like heart tattoo on her wrist. But it really, in terms of the size and the shape of it, it really matched up with a liver spot that was on Rick's head. So it's like they'd both got matching tattoos, Charlotte on her wrist, and uh, Rick on his temple. Uh, got a little heart, maybe. I don't imagine that's it. I imagine it's several burst blood vessels. But because um, he's old, isn't he? Bless him, Ric Flair. That's the thing. When you, when you wrestle for as long as he did and you kind of stay active for as long as he did, then once you retire, you just look old very, very quickly. A lot older than a lot of other people. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was yeah fairly quick, fairly standard. Quick tap on the sharpshooter, builds up Natty. I don't imagine for a second that she's going to win on Sunday, but um, should be a good match. 
Uh, then we had a China tribute. Obviously, the the um, there was a tribute right at the beginning, in the same way that Black Jack Mulligan did have uh, a couple of weeks ago. And I kind of felt like that might be it um, for the WWE in terms of referencing it. But no, we had the, uh, a kind of uh, a tribute, a, a pretty nice tribute actually. Um, it's kind of intercutting footage of her with um, tweets that current and former WWE superstars had uh, said about it. Um, yeah, it was it was quite nice, uh, pretty tasteful. Um, a little bit of a shame, um, obviously the whole circumstances of that. But um, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that later. Uh, and then we come back to the ring. Who's in the ring? Fucking Damien Sandow is in the ring. Internet darling, uh, Damien Sandow, um, who's uh, going to face Baron Corbin. Um, and they officially make the match. That I don't think they'd made before. Of, it's going to be Corbin versus uh, Ziggler, of course, um, at Payback. Um, Corbin had a different entrance because Sheamus has stolen his bright white, brilliant white entrance. So he's got kind of the red spotlights now, which works pretty well. He's kind of, you know, supposed to be all badass. Um, but as he's making his entrance, Ziggler comes out and attacks him on the ramp, um, beating him up. Uh, as he's beating him up, there's a let's go Sandow chant in the ring. So nobody really gives too much of a shit about it. And this was such a missed opportunity for me because they basically, Ziggler comes out, has a brawl, and kind of br- they brawl to the back, essentially. Um, now, if you're Shane McMahon and you're trying to build up the thing of like, I give the fans what they want, this is a different roar, this is gonna, this is a more entertaining roar then surely you pitch out the idea that Ziggler beats up Corbin. I mean, I guess they don't want to have it Corbin completely beaten up because that would hurt him being a big heel because he's probably going to win on Sunday. But, like, have him beat up Sandow or, or, or they have a, a brawl and it brawls down to the ring maybe and then Ziggler finally manages to get a zigzag on him or something um, and he's down. The ring bell goes. Uh, Sandow does a move or Sandow just covers him and wins the match like that's a huge pop for the crowd surely that's that's a real kind of feel-good moment like and it doesn't hurt Corbin too much it doesn't build up Sandow too much but it just gives the fans what they want surely that would be an amazing but no they Sandow obviously just came out and then they the guys brought to the back and he's like oh well I'll fuck off then and would have just uh walked to the back again which is a bit of a shame um then the Miz comes out and does his Thing with Maurice, which I do like. Um, their their movie, his movie quote thing at the moment is uh, is quite nice. A uh, bit of comedy. Cesaro comes out and was all right actually. They, he kind of held his own uh, against Miz, who's obviously a better talker. But um, they did quite well. They did all right. They set it up, set their match up quite nicely. Um, and uh, yeah, Miz said that you know they everybody can have their Cesaro section because the Miz section looks like this points to Maurice and it's like well yeah, she's a lovely looking woman I mean generally the Miz section therefore is going to be a better looking section than the, the Cesaro section you can't argue with that um we had another one of these stupid Puerto Rico things that are starting to piss me off now because they don't really mean anything they're not doing anything they're not telling a story too much they're not setting up a character enough like the character is these guys love Puerto Rico and they think it's better than wherever you live and so they're going to be cocky bad guys like that's all you need so you only need a a week or two of vignettes don't waste time with these guys there's no point Um, at some point I can't even remember when this was but at some point they also set up that um, because they've got no idea what to do with Kalisto and no idea what to do with Ryback they're just going to have a rematch on the uh, payback pre-show 
um, for the US title. So I don't know. They clearly don't care. So why should we care? It seems a weird thing. Um, And then the main event, Roman comes out. Everybody hates Roman, of course. Everybody boos him. Um, (laughs) I think it was Michael came out um, and said he calls himself the guy which I hope is just not his new... Obviously, he does his, I'm not a good guy, I'm not a bad guy, I'm just the guy. But, like, leave it at that. Don't have the guy. Because that's the worst, <laughs> that's literally the worst self-appointed nickname in wrestling history. It's like, oh, it's the, the human being, the person, Roman Reigns. He's just, he's the guy. He's, you know, that, the fucking, he's the guy, isn't he? Roman Reigns. Um... He comes out, everybody's booing him, everybody's booing him. And then he uh, he says hello to a, a Make-A-Wish kid who he, they showed a little vignette of of him meeting him in backstage and kid holds the title and it's very cute, very sweet. And obviously it's uh, one of the things that WWE loves to do uh, as much as anything is kind of do the whole charity thing. And it's um, obviously a lovely thing. And he come, the kid's in the front row and Roman comes out and he's like shaking his hand and like, yeah, wish me luck kind of thing. And you can sense that everybody's kind of like, well, I'm not going to boo him because that's like a dick move. Like, he's obviously a kid with cerebral palsy or something. I'm not going to, okay, just get on with it. And then as soon as he gets back in the ring, everyone's like, yeah, okay, boo, fuck you. Um, Which I thought was quite funny. Um, WWE just trying everything, using this kind of disabled child, terminal child as like a shield. of like, don't boo me. I'm with a, I'm with a, terminally ill child um just a little bit cynical of them i think um yeah i i thought so so he's coming out and he's facing alberto del rio and i thought that the boos were quieter this week than they have been in previous weeks obviously you don't know whether you can trust that with the wwe it might just be that they um muted the boos uh, but it seemed like there were fewer boos um but then there was a big roman sucks chant and that started and say like, all oh, right, okay, fair enough. The, the hate is still very much alive, so that's fair enough. Um, there was at one point a uh, dueling "Let's Go Roman" and "Roman Sucks" chants, um, but I thought it was very, very telling. Kind of summed up the whole Roman Reigns and WWE kind of PG um, era um, in one set of chants because the the Lex, "Let's Go Roman" chants were a good octave and a half higher than the Roman sucks on it. It's very much like, let's go Roman. Roman sucks. Let's go Roman. Roman sucks. Because um, obviously kids love Roman because the TV's telling them to love Roman. Uh, and adults uh, hate Roman because the TV's desperately forcing them to love Roman. Um, there was a nice C chant rather than a yes chant when um, Del Rio was setting up for his uh, like sidekick thing. And again, with his just the volume he gets from his leg slaps. I don't know how he does it, um, but he does it very well. Uh, Anderson and Gallo's music hits towards the end. Um, Del Rio goes for a roll up. Reigns kicks out, spears him, gets the victory. What? What would it have hurt? Would it have really hurt Roman Reigns that much to um, to lose to Del Rio after getting a distraction? Because there's shenanigans involved. There's a distraction. There's bad guys. Everything could point to, well, the reason that he lost was because he got distracted. What would be the problem in building up Del Rio a little bit? Because they even mentioned it on the beginning of the, at the beginning of the match, saying, you know, League of Nations haven't had a great night tonight. And it's like, yeah, all three of them lost. And I, I kind of get the other two because they're trying to build up 
those two guys. But with this one, like with a specific distraction, what's the problem in letting Del Rio win? I don't understand it. Why do you need Roman to be absolutely the best thing ever? And especially if he, you know, get Styles, because Roman's going to win on Sunday. Everybody knows that. Roman's going to win. They're not going to kind of give up on him this quickly. And so if you're trying to build up, oh, Styles could win, have Styles win and have Roman lose on the Raw before the the pay-per-view. Surely that makes sense. Um, but no, obviously Roman wins. Gallows and Anderson come down to the ring. Uh, they beat up Roman. Styles come down, comes down to the ring, distracts Gallows and Anderson. They turn around. Roman beats them up. Uh, then Roman beats up um, AJ Styles. Anderson... Anderson and Gallows come back in. They try and blah, blah, blah. Roman fights them off. And then AJ Styles does a flying forearm, um, which actually just led to a, a very funny sequence where, um, as with all wrestling reactions or wrestling um, situations, where it's like, right, and this is the image that we have of, you know, this guy looking down the ramp at this guy and he just doesn't really know whether he trusts him. And in a film or in a play or whatever, that would last five seconds. But in a wrestling ring, because everybody's got to see it and there's no subtlety, that lasts for 30 seconds. And so a wrestler has to keep the same expression on for 30 seconds. This was exactly the same thing, except instead of a particular expression, it was Anderson and Gallows and AJ Styles all selling how much their jaws were hurting. It was just kind of flipping back between them in terms of uh, camera shots. And they were all like, my jaw, oh my goddamn jaw, they punched my jaw, my jaw really hurts. Um, and that was, that was how it ended. That was how it ended setting up uh, the main event of Payback, of course. Going to have a brief little break, rest my voice and uh, take on some fluids. Uh, and then when we come back, there's going to be three things of interest uh, from the show, the match of the night, uh, who's the champ and who's the jobber of this particular Raw. Uh, I'll be right back. Greetings, greetings, greetings of interest. Who won, who jobbed, also the match of the night. Oh, that's right. I recorded another theme, you lucky sons of bitches. Um, still crap, sure, but I think maybe a little bit more fun than the other one. I don't know. Um, my mileage may vary. I might, might absolutely loathe it next week. Uh, but yeah, three things. Let's go for three things. Three things of interest. Um, firstly, I think the China tribute was a nice thing. I think it was a shame that it took her dying for the WWE to kind of give her her due. I think I know she left on kind of bad terms, and I know that since leaving on bad terms... Um, she's done a lot of uh, anal-based pornography, um, but I don't know. She's a she's a trailblazer. She's a um, uh, she's done amazing things um, in terms of paving the way. I think she really kind of changed the perception of what what women could be in the, the wrestling industry. Um, so I think she you know she absolutely deserves uh, a lot of credit for that. I think she should. I think she will be. Um, inducted into the Hall of Fame, and I think that that's right. I think that she should be, without wanting to disrespect Jacqueline at all. But if Jacqueline's in the Hall of Fame, China should be in the Hall of Fame. Um, yeah, like I say, it's it's a shame that it's it's you know it it, it from what I heard since she's since she's died, um, she was trying to kind of reach out to the WWE in the months prior to her death to to try and you know foster some kind of relationship, and they weren't really having too much of it, which is which is a shame. Um, but yeah, I, I think she was, she was incredible. I think she, um, yeah, did a lot for the company. I think she was an incredible draw. I think 
there's a huge amount of interest in her uh, at her heyday. Um, she was never a good wrestler. Let's never let's not kind of get that mixed up. But um, yeah, I, I think she deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, and I'm glad that they they gave her a nice tribute. And obviously, it's a a real shame, especially as she seemed to be kind of putting her life back together a little bit after all the kind of pawnage. Um, maybe getting back onto to more of an even keel. Um, so it's a shame that she's gone. I still don't know exactly why or how, but it's with wrestlers, it's it's um, almost always painkillers in some way. So I imagine it was that. Um, second thing, Anderson and Gallows. Obviously, that that was one of the big stories from this Raw that it was their kind of in ring debut. Um, and they, yeah, as I said in my review, they didn't really impress me too much. Um, I've heard amazing things from them. Um, I've heard that they are really good. But, I'd, yeah, in ring, I'd, I need to see more. And out of the ring as well. Their kind of promos haven't been particularly um, impressive. Um, especially when you've got teams like the New Day, like Enzo and Cass, who, whilst they haven't necessarily been outstanding inside the ring, their promos and their general kind of entertainment factor has been very, very good. Um but yeah, I, I worry if they get put into a, a kind of a series with the New Day at some point, uh, as it's possible that they will be. If they're going for the Bullet Club story, it makes sense to have the tag team gold on them. Um, but we'll see. Because if if they do, then I kind of feel like the New Day are going to get bitched out a little bit, which is a shame because um, they, they deserve more than that. Um, but we'll see what happens. But yeah, in terms of uh, they don't have a fan in me yet. They, there's potential, of course. There's always potential, but yeah, they 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 don't have a fan of me yet. And just fucking get rid of the leather shorts. Just wear leather trousers. Just go full diesel. Fuck it. Who cares? Um, third thing is the League of Nations. As I say, uh, I'm a big fan of them. Um, I think the individual guys are capable of putting on some very good matches and being entertaining characters. I think they've they've kind of been bitched out a little bit in the last few months. Well, kind of since since they formed. Really, it's it's they've never been the kind of dominating force that they probably should have been um, but getting them back into singles competition I think is a good step um, and hopefully that they all have some kind of push going forward because I don't think any of them are booked on uh, payback I'll be doing a payback kind of preview uh, show later in the week after Smackdown probably um, but I don't think they're booked on anything as of yet which is a shame because they're great but you know allow people to, to kind of miss them a little bit maybe and uh, hopefully come back. But I thought, yeah, it was definitely a step in the right direction for the League of Nations um, in terms of making them look strong. They all look like worthy competitors going against kind of top-level guys. Um, and I think, yeah, they made good showings of themselves. Um, for me, the champ of the night um, was Sami Zayn. I thought with the uh, highlights package of him and uh, Kevin Owens and their feud and their... F- excuse me, friendship. Um, I thought that was nice. I thought that built up um, for, you know, because you can't assume that people know who they are. You can't assume that a wrestling fan will be, a you know, anything other than a WWE fan. Um, it's like with, I don't know, films where it's a, a famous character. You can't, you still can't come into it assuming that people know certain things about the character. Everything that I'm supposed to know about this character or this story you need to show me it you can't you can't make any kind of assumptions and i think it's good that they did that um builds up that that kind of history if people didn't know um and hopefully sets up for a really good match um 
on Sunday at Payback. I'm looking forward to that. That's um, one of the ones I'm looking forward to the most. Um, and also, he was part of the match of the night, which leads us nicely onto the match of the night. Um, Zayn and Rusev, I thought it was fast-paced. I thought it told a really nice story, even though they obviously don't have any kind of history between them. Um, it's obviously a big guy against a little guy. Even something as small as that, if that, sto- if that simple story is told well, as this was, uh, then it can be really effective. Um, and obviously, you know, it, it was bolstered at the end by Lana throwing her shoes. Um, which I don't know why I like that so much. I thought it was just really funny. Um, and then the the jobber of the night has to be Stardust getting bitched out by Apollo Crews faster than a member of the fucking social outcasts. Um, that's That's got to be a dark day um, for Stardust. So, uh, yeah, those are my thoughts on uh, this week's Raw. Um, do you agree? Do you disagree? Let me know. Get in touch. Um, I'll, yeah, as I say, I'll be doing another... Uh, payback uh preview thing um before sunday with my predictions uh and then we'll be doing another one i don't know whether the wife will be involved i'm making a a point that i'm not going to ask her to do it if she wants to do it then that'd be great obviously but i kind of feel like after putting her through five hours of what was a fairly subpar show at wrestlemania um uh, yeah i think it's maybe a little bit unfair to ask her to do anything else but um maybe she might be involved who knows um and i'll be yeah uh, reviewing payback obviously uh, as soon as i possibly can so um yeah thank you so much for listening um and i'll be uh, speaking at you soon cheers <laughs> <laughs>